0: Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wild Loner. I am your host, Jenna McGilvery, and once again, accompanied by Josh Elliott. Hello, Josh. Hello. Hey, Jenna. How's everything? Everything's great. <laughs> if uh, if we had recorded what I had just told you prior to recording... Uh, it wouldn't sound so great, but I do not want to disclose what I just disclosed to you. Well, I recorded it. No, you did not. sorry. I keep my record on. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, don't judge me. But, um, today we're going to talk about a little story when I went on a sailing excursion in Mexico on a 44-foot sailing vessel. Not gonna say the name of it, and I'm gonna keep the names uh, out of it for various reasons, all right, okay, just so you're aware of that so um actually, this was around the time that I met you in Port Angeles, so Port Angeles, Washington, is quite close to Victoria, British Columbia, and on the weekend, sometimes I would go to Victoria and visit some friends and hang out. And I met some people there, uh, some guys, a couple guys, that were going to be sailing Mexico. And they asked me if I'd like to join. And uh, me and two men at sea, that's a perfect recipe for grand old time, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sounds fantastic. I wondered why you left.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I consider myself to be fairly easygoing. I'm able to get along with most people of various demeanors. I typically choose to surround myself with like-minded people, and generally people that travel and have a wandering spirit are people akin to my own heart. So having linked up with a sailor guy from Victoria, BC, I had surmised was one of these traveling folk. I flew from Seattle to Cabo, Mexico. Say it? Cabo? Cabo. 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 Sorry, I'll have to say it with the American accent. Cabo. So I went to Cabo, Mexico, and I was picked up by a said sailor guy, and uh, he asked me to join the trip when I could, and the timing for this worked out for me well, because I had just quit the boat that I was working on when I met you,
1: for other Yeah, reasons. I got roofied in Cabo one time.
0: You did?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy.
0: Well, I didn't hang out in Cabo. Cabo. Okay. Fucking Cabo. <laughs> Gotta get that American slang down. Get it. Um, so the night before I flew there, I actually had like this churn of anxiety in my stomach questioning going on this small boat with one complete stranger and one guy that was more of an acquaintance. And I thought to myself, I could be putting myself into a weird situation being on a boat uh, as a girl with two guys. But then I thought, as I've been thinking lately, fuck it. This is what I do. And I just feel like I say yes to most things. Um, YOLO. (laughs) YOLO. And sometimes (laughs) it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, I'd say this one was a little bit of a mixture. More so it worked out. But, um, yeah, I did feel like if I said no to the opportunity, I would have missed out. So I felt safe enough to go. And the main surety I wanted in this type of situation is that these guys were capable seamen which I had confirmed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the night before. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, now I'm just going to tell you kind of like the traveling experience of where we went and kind of all of that stuff, um, which I think is interesting to people who have sailed around Mexico. And even if you haven't, it's kind of interesting to know about those areas. So... One thing is that I'd love to talk about with sailing in general is sailing is this beautiful community. And I feel like, you know, people in their houses rarely communicate or connect really on anything other than a superficial level. Like, you know, my neighbor comes over and snow blows my driveway. That's not a euphemism. And, uh, or, you know, you get a neighbor asking you for a cup of sugar. Actually, you have neighbor friends that you're quite close with.
1: But yeah, I got a great neighborhood.
0: You do. But generally speaking, um, I feel like people kind of maintain to their own houses. But in the sailing community, everyone's like, hey, guys, what's up? And they want to mingle together. Everyone invites each other over for glasses of wine, things like that. And uh, the fish fish they've caught, they want to barbecue together. Um, And I do. I love that sailing community. So that was something that really, really
1: appealed to me. Sounds like a lot of mixing of the semen.
0: Yeah, it was. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, there wasn't much mi- mixing, but I will get to one part where I did have an interaction with a very humorous German fellow who was not intending to be humorous. But anyway, I'll get to that part. So um, another aspect of the sailing was the feeling of shutting off for me. And I think I've mastered this over the years, and I can relax fairly easily now. But in this situation, I felt a definite shift from feeling a little wired in my mind to feeling peace and calm. And this came about because there aren't many distractions at sea. There's you, whomever you may be sailing with at sea, and the boat in which you inhabit. And we didn't have cell service. We fell asleep often after sunset, which was about 6.30 p.m., And there weren't things like honking horns, blazing city lights, dogs barking or people screaming. There were blankets of stars, whistling cool breezes to break the day's heat, bringing you into the night. And there was fresh air. And I got that feeling you had, if you had a good childhood like I did, um, that feeling when you go to sleep on a summer's evening, kissed by the day's sun, sleeping in fresh sheets with the windows open, knowing you were safe, loved and happy. I fell asleep feeling simple and content. And I woke up knowing I had little to do other than eat, swim, explore, and sail. And doesn't that sound awesome?
1: It does. Sounds really refreshing.
0: God, it was good. Like, I just, those moments are moments when I'm, like, really, really present and just, like, that's all you're thinking about is just your surroundings and the peace and the calm and... Uh, Whether or not you might be sexually assaulted by the two guys that you're on the
1: phone with. (laughs) I mean, really, uh, this could be your only fear. Yeah. uh, I'm sure that didn't intimidate you.
0: Uh, And then there was the actual sailing. So while at sea cruising along, I felt this euphoria. My mind was busy but not overwhelmed. I was inspired. I was fulfilled. I was hopeful. I was consumed by thoughts that were purposeful and moving forward instead of mindless, self-defeating thoughts that can invade my mind during times I don't entirely feel content or fulfilled. And that's the best way I can describe it. It was just... uh, Yeah, like you're actually, and I think with anything like that, like say like sports or um, again, like sailing or any kind of physical activity or something that's, you're using your mind for something that's actually serving that purpose of a goal or whatever, but it's something that's so pleasant and it's such a nice, pleasant goal that that was what I was focused on. And that felt pretty awesome just to be thinking about that and nothing else. So yeah. Um, We sailed along and we pulled into our final anchorage on a mooring ball in San Carlos late in in the evening. And we had just done a 27-hour journey across the Sea of Cortez, hitting some really strong winds, which resulted in the boat healing hard to starboard. And our bodies remained tense for hours as a result. (laughs) (laughs) There was a moment when, oh my God. So I'm like sitting in the cockpit and we would like take little shifts of um, staying awake and actually like, you know, um, doing a watch to make sure that you're not going to hit anything. And there was a moment when one of the guys, he started to get really seasick and he was laying in the bed and I could like look down the hatch to him from the cockpit and cause it's all open. And I, and I said, can you check me my phone please? And he was like, what? All out of it. And I was like, can you just check me my phone, please? And then he like got up, got my phone. And then as soon as he stood up, he realized how seasick he was. And then he just started being like, Bleh! like projectile vomiting <laughs> everywhere. And I fucking like cried my eyes out. Cause it was so funny.
1: <laughs> that was <awesome. laughs> uh, is, is
0: that nice to laugh at I g- the misery of others? It was because it I is, wasn't... but I got a
1: weak stomach. So that like that kind of stuff will make me you puke? puke. Yeah. It would have been like <laughs> chain reaction.
0: Yeah, I don't know why in that situation that was, like, quite humorous to me. So, um, anyway, uh, so once we had got to this final anchorage, we ended up, yeah, in San Carlos, which we weren't supposed to be in. And it was quite a distance from where my return flight was, which was actually in Cabo. And I was fucked, and I was super fucking pissed off because I was like, how the hell am I going to get to Cabo from this distance. And I actually was starting a new boat job. So as soon as we pulled in, we took the Zodiac, the little tender thing into port and we grabbed a beer and some food. And I felt instantly hit with real life. I had to book a flight last minute, I had banking to attend to, I had emails to respond to texts and voicemails to read in here. And just like that, the simplicity of the real life connection I felt without the existence of the fast pace technological world had dissipated for the moment and i will feel that calm again i will not forget these calm feelings i know they exist and this experience or that experience had reminded me to seek this way of living as much as i can because life is too short not to be spending it feeling as good as possible
1: so how many days was this i mean like uh, what are you talking about as far as uh sailing to mexico is this like a two-day trip three-day trip How, yeah like, so did.
0: it was actually seven days so i can uh take you through it day by day because it was kind of interesting well
1: awesome. it was yeah, interesting yeah, definitely definitely want to hear but uh, don't skip out on the nights
0: <laughs> I, w- I won't okay so day one as i mentioned i was picked up in cabo we drove to la paz which is about a two-hour trip and uh when we arrived i threw my stuff on the boat had a quick tour, we went out for some tacos and cervezas, we were joined by another sailor, this German guy, and I'll mention his name because he'll never be hearing this, but his name was Carl. he was this very interesting German guy who was like uh, this businessman kind of, and he had quit his business life, bought this sailboat, and was just sailing around the world by himself, and uh, yeah, like, very unusual dude. But very interesting. And I really liked that he just did this. You know, like, that's a cool way of living. Uh, We went out dancing. It was adventurous. He is adventurous. I don't know what he's doing now. He's probably dead, but. um, (laughs) Damn it, Carl. (laughs) He probably got killed somewhere in Mexico. Um, So we went out dancing and we found this, this little dance circle and some locals. We had some shots. A Mexican girl with perfect English asked to take me out the next day. That was nice. I got picked up by a girl. It was a good night. We went back to the boat at a reasonable hour, went for a midnight swim, and then crashed in preparation for the sail the next day, which I actually wasn't prepared for. I I actually did not know any of the details of the trip. I just agreed to go. And I guess when they say you're going to go on a sailing trip, that actually means you're going to go sailing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: it, I just thought we were going to drink and hang out on the boat. But anyway, so on the second day we sailed from La Paz to Isla Espirito Santo. I should be able to pronounce that cor- correctly, but I can't. It's a twenty-five mile sail. There was a beautiful sunset. I have a picture of God. It was beautiful. The seas were a little rough and the wind blew, but nothing remarkable to note on that day. Um, by the way, I should mention I'm reading from like this little journal that I have here. because I, I, I thought that. you're
1: <laughs> I thought you were beautifully detailed today after a, a night of wine. Yeah. Um, just thinking of how intricately you could speak when you wanted to.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so day three, the sale to Isla San Francisco. Isla San Francisco. What the hell? Okay, yes, I what? guess that's a different spot. Is it? I don't even know. Not I wrote this down. Spots. I-, I don't know either. So that was a beautiful spot, though. And there was this gorgeous hike, and I also have a picture of that. Um, there was this top of, like, a hill, almost like a, a mountainy kind of scape. And you could just see down into the bay, and there was just this stunning clear blue water. There were about ten other boats in the bay, sail on motor, And I met a retired couple on the beach and they told me they sail around Mexico for nine months of the year and they just love it. And it was on this night that I drank a little bit too much vodka. I was having a great time, loving the music on the boat, dancing, (laughs) singing, talking the guy's ears off. got a bit nostalgic and I talked about life, love, death, all the things I love to talk about, (laughs) especially when I'm drunk, mainly about life being too short And I was feeling immense appreciation for my surroundings and company. It was not so good the next morning having to sail seven hours for our next anchorage. And I did leave this out in my journal, but I will mention this. The two dudes tried to have a threesome with me. And Ah. yeah, and it, and honestly, I will say this because I did keep this out of this originally and I'm not mentioning any names, but I was actually really fucking pissed off and the takeaway, you know, I'm not done telling the stories, but the takeaway for me was why isn't there a bigger sailing community of women who sail? And why is it always dudes who are like, Hey, you should come sail on my boat with me. And then I'm going to try to have a threesome with you and my friend, you know, and I, and I guess, I don't know, like, is that acceptable to be like, well, you know, you got to give them credit for trying or is that fucked up?
1: I, yes, it seems a little bit fucked up, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I, I suppose that they might have, uh, you know, had the wrong impression if uh, upon asking you if you want to go sailing with two dudes. and, and
0: Well, one you of know, them was in a
1: relationship. It, ooh, okay. Well, like I said, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I do know, though, um, That I'm very appealing.
0: If, yes. Yeah, you're very appealing. <laughs> yeah. And also,
1: you know, sometimes people just ask you to... Um, netflix for an evening and they might expect something different than yeah than you're you're expecting you're not just gonna be watching uh, the office yeah i mean i guess there's no
0: there's no harm in there's no harm in asking it was just kind of the way that it was presented and they did apologize the next day but it was just like it because here's the thing and this is why i think it's inappropriate you're on a fucking boat a 44 foot boat And it's you and two dudes. And that puts me in a position where now I feel uncomfortable. Now I feel like, is my presence here only because you thought you might get laid? And I don't like that. Right. You know, it was, to me, I have a lot of male friends that I'm actually, like, really tight with. And they don't try to sleep with me. Maybe they want to. We've had these conversations before. But, you know, it's like, I think... It, I would clearly initiate something or indicate I was interested, and there was none of that. So,
1: gotcha. Plus, you've been drinking too, so that's like another, yeah, another no-no on their part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 if, exactly. If they're, if they're if they're one or both in a relationship, and you've been drinking and and um, on this boat and stuff, it just yeah, it seems a little disrespectful but at the same time. Yeah. I agree, Josh. I've probably been guilty at some some. Yeah. Pressure. <laughs> yeah. Different points in my life. You know what I mean? Well, um, so I don't know, you know, just depends I on mean, how it feels. We, so maybe they, maybe they, you know, maybe they had a different feeling than you had at the time, but luckily true. they it doesn't sound like they were too forceful. So no, 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 yeah, they good. weren't.
0: And it was, you know, a clear no. And I'm a pretty strong person. Um, mm. But yeah. So, you know what, if I wasn't, if I wasn't that type of person, I wouldn't have gone on that kind of experience because, You know, I'm not an idiot, and I anticipated maybe something like that happening or there's a potential that they might come on to me or whatever because, you know, humans are humans, but how am I going to react to it? So I did react to it in a fine way, but anyway.
1: What happens in Mexico?
0: (laughs) Well, nothing (laughs) happened in Mexico. (laughs) Two guys got blue balls. Um, Ooh, Mexican
1: blue balls are the worst. I've been there. (laughs)
0: So on the fourth day, we went to Bahia San Marte. Like, any Mexicans listening to this? I'm very sorry for mispronouncing all of these words. Um, I'm clearly an idiot. Uh, Okay, so this was also a great little spot with tons of reef diving, green water. There was this Shell Beach and rocky cliffs. When we pulled in four other sailing vessels, were in the bay. Soon learned that each of these vessels held an older couple. And all of the couples were friends and traveled together playing music. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, and they yeah, would meet awesome. on each other's boats. like So each night they would rotate and go to each other's sailing boats and play guitar together and eat dinner together. And God, that's appealing to me. God yeah, dang it, I need really a freaking sailboat. Anyway, so this is a life, yeah, that's not foreign to me, not knowing many people who do this full-time or part-time, but I can't see my own parents living like that. But sometimes I wish I came from this environment so it would be easier to access. But I also feel like I could do this on my own if I wanted to. So, you know what, I'm, re- I'm reinstating some ideas I have about buying, buying a sailboat and just cruising off like German Carl. You
1: know right, yeah, or just you know, accept the three way in uh, a for free, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, okay. So, on the fifth day, we woke up, and while the guys did some diving, I cleaned and I enjoyed some solitude. Um, I actually got nude and soaked up the sun and jumped in the water because I was by myself. And then, when the guys returned, we did some GoPro filming. Uh, one of the guys jumped off the mast and we filmed that and, you know, almost landed onto my head. It was pretty Oops. cool. And then that's when we started the 27 hour passage across the sea of Cortez, which Eww. was, yeah, it was intense. Um, so yeah, that was a long ass day because we stayed awake for those 27 hours. And um, part of the sale was like, so beautiful and calm. And the whole time we were just like, I want to see dolphins. I want to see dolphins so badly. And it was just like the sunsets, like this. I can't explain how beautiful the sunsets were going through this. But um, yeah, it was just all lovely. And I remember I made what I called Sea of Cortez grilled cheeses because I couldn't really move because I would get seasick. And all I did was had a loaf of bread and a brick of cheese, and I would cut a piece of cheese and wrap it in bread and, and eat that. And that's what I ate for the whole
1: time. <laughs> so ungrilled <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah. So going back to then, finally, when we arrived uh, at this port that we were not planning to go to or actually they they were planning on it but they just didn't inform me of that and they actually didn't give a shit about how i got back to where i was supposed to have my return flight sounds like they
1: wanted to dock in a few ports that you weren't aware of exactly
0: that's exactly right (laughs) hey guys a little heads up would have been great
1: um (laughs) exactly
0: so at least warned you yeah so like on this final day i was frantic because i was starting work the next day and i there was no opportunity for me to catch my flight because it was in cabo and i couldn't get there and um because i was on the opposite side and uh it was suggested to me by the old captain oh don't worry it won't be hard you'll find a way it's gonna be easy peasy well it was fucking not josh i will tell you this is what it looked like. I took a bus. You had through- to know.
1: You had to know. 27- You're going on a 27 hour crossing. You had to know you weren't going to end up in Cabo. I'm
0: well, sorry. to be honest, I didn't know that that was. Yeah. Okay. I'm down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I just wanted the audience to know. I didn't look yeah, at it. We can a move map. forward from there.
0: I blindly followed, and that's my fault. Um, but okay. So this is what ended up happening I got a bus ticket. To go through Mexico, and I was on the bus for thirteen hours. I had to get off the bus three times with my fifty-pound suitcase and guitar because I was going to this new boat job. That's why I had so much stuff. And I had to go through scanners and checkpoints, and I had to go through U.S. Customs. And there were men with guns. There were, um, you know, there wasn't any English. We were in very rural areas. We didn't stop anywhere in that 13 hours for food other than one stop where my only option was this literally this is no joke they had beers or they had this fruit jello that was like milky with jello chunks in it <laughs> and i was like i'll take 12 <laughs> i was so hungry and then my first my first flight was out of Arizona and it departed at 12:40 a.m. I pulled into the bus depot at 11:30 PM and I ran to get my luggage and then to a cab and I was at the airport. The cabbie said he didn't take credit cards. so I had to run into the bank machine and by some stroke of luck, no one, like not a soul was at the airport. Cause I guess Arizona airport, I don't even know what the fucking city was, but fuck nowhere. Um, no one was there. But I made it in time to get some food and got on board with about thirty seconds to spare. And sixteen hours later, I had I arrived in Fort Lauderdale and I began work that day. So, oh, yes. Yeah, that was Tell a me good about time. that day. <laughs> I was like, "Hey guys!" Actually, that day you made was a good
1: impression with the that day was the, uh, funny. new captain.
0: Well, actually, that captain's a lovely, lovely, lovely captain. I really like him a lot and. That's good. The funniest part was when I did walk up to the boat, the first mate who I'm still friends with, Dan. Dan's probably not listening, but Dan is hilarious and fuck, he's a good guy. He's awesome. He's British. He has a great sense of humor. And I walked up and I said, hey, I think this is the boat I'm starting work on. And imagine me like, so I had been at sea like for 27 hours eating rolled up bread with cheese. And then I was like, all through rural Mexico on a bus and then 16 hours of flights to get to Lauderdale. So I looked like this dis- disheveled piece of shit. And I'm like, it's me, your new chief, too. And he looked at me like, holy shit. Who hired this? <laughs> um, and then awesome. I had a shower and everything was normal, but yeah, it was a pretty good time. Um,
1: <laughs> I hope you didn't poop on the, on that, on that yacht though, because you know, there, there's, Stool systems are not not like pooping on land.
0: Yeah. So I will tell you this. So, <laughs> like, in, then, you know, I have another story of my. That's a lot of cheese. My travel. Yeah, that's a lot of cheese. But my my other um, travel stories of sailing around Indonesia. And it was another thing I just really hadn't considered that when you go doocy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Doocy go into water. Were you swimming? <laughs> And so it's kind of funny if you see a whole bunch of sailboats parked together or anchored together because, like, all these people are just, like, shitting and then you could potentially just, like, float through it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a million percent. I mean, no. there's
0: another option, too, which is um, where you could – uh. I guess when once you start moving and you're off, you know, you're you're off of the circle of other sailboats. That's when you let the trap go, so the poo, you know, doesn't hit anyone accidentally.
1: Yeah, that's probably a, the, the better option. That is but, the better. I mean, even option even on a you know even on the biggest um, you know motor yacht, it's just not yeah, it's just not the same. You got to be real careful. You do, you do. You
0: can't just you be uh, can't be throwing. Foreign objects down there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Engineers love that.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: They do. I always hate it when they collect the foreign object and bring it back to you. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) There you go. You seem to have left
0: this in the toilet system. (laughs) Motherfucker. You guys guys have
1: a mesh net down there catching this stuff?
0: (laughs) They do, I think. Um, They do.
1: That's why they get paid the big bucks. That's true. I wouldn't do that shit.
0: That's true. They do get paid the big bucks. So another funny story, though, was about Carl, the German, that I was going to go back to. So one day, um, it was the day after we had first gone out drinking heavily, and the guys were like, well, we're going to go get some food. Um, So do you want to come? And I was like, no, I can't even move. I get severe hangovers, by the way. And... (laughs) and um so (laughs) so they left me and they actually had no water to drink and like literally not one speck of food on the boat so after like six hours i was like oh god I i think i'm gonna die So this is prior to me meeting Carl and I Uh looked over and I was like, okay, um, I see this sailboat over there. I see that there's a person like working on some of the, the sails and whatnot. So I was like, I'm going to swim over to that boat and like ask for some water and maybe some food. So I swim over and, uh, I just look like, again, a drowned rat, like, hello, I'm just from the boat over there. And, uh, I've been left with no provisions whatsoever. <laughs> I'm very thirsty. Could I trouble you for a glass of water, sir? And this was German Carl. German Carl was like, uh, sure, sure, sure. Come on board. So I come on board and I'm like, I'm actually very, very, very hungry. I'm hypoglycemic. I, I I do feel like I'm about to faint. Could I trouble you for something further than water? So he says, yes, I have some cereal here. So he pours me a bowl oh, of cereal. Oh, he- no. it wasn't oatmeal (laughs) he (laughs) pours me a bowl of cereal and then he has this like long life milk and I pour the milk into the bowl and as I'm pouring it it's like chunk 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 like vomit and I was like Uh. oh no and then his response like I can't do a good German accent but his response was so good it was well welcome to diarrhea (laughs) (laughs)
1: Damn it, Carl!
0: (laughs) Oh, Carl!
1: As long as he wasn't wearing traditional German garb and talking about murder, oh yeah, the later husband.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was actually he was a solid dude. I really liked Carl. That's awesome. So yes, there's some takeaways from this story, which are again, as I mentioned, I know there is a sailing community of women, but I wish it was bigger, uh, and I wish that women asked other women to come on board with them. Maybe that does happen, but not as often. Um, and that they weren't predators, uh, and that I want to buy my own sailboat and I want to do it by myself. And, uh, it is a lot of work though. I think it's highly stressful and everything seems to always break.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a bit of a money pit, but also, like you said, yeah, for all the for all those relaxing, serene times, oh. there's, there's going to be some upkeep and maintenance and, and stuff of o- of actually owning your own versus um, just riding on one. Because I've I've spent a considerable amount of time on yachts and never had to put a dime in one. You know, they paid well me exactly. to be there. So, yeah, which has been been nice.
0: Yeah, I think it is. To be honest, it's pretty. I think it's you could do it where you just. Rent a sailboat for like two weeks a year or something, and then sail around. That'd be pretty awesome too.
1: There you go. Buy the insurance.
0: Yeah, I've sorted it. <laughs> I figured it out. But I want to be part of that sailing community. I want, and I want my own sailboat. And I want to be like, yeah, this is me. This is what I do. And then I want to invite cool people on that I'm not going to try to sleep with.
1: Well, maybe that's your calling. Maybe you're uh, supposed to create the website of the all female community where there everybody's vetted. Um, yeah, the female sailing community. And you can bring, you can bring on guys that are, um, you know, not predators. And,
0: well, yeah. And who but, are adept with sailing and know what they're exactly,
1: doing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't have to be exclusively, uh, women, female, or, you know, that's whatever. true. You, that's true. Somebody wants to be called in 2021, you know, it's, but, but you get just, at least if you vet the people very well, it'd be like, um, you know, you're, Airbnb, where you get ratings and stuff, because that would be something that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that is a good idea. There's a way to do it, and I think that that's a future plan of mine.
1: We shouldn't have these ideas on a podcast. Don't steal our shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is my <laughs> idea, and I've just copyrighted it. So go find your own sailboat.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah we we have this uh, time stamped bitches. As soon as it's uploaded.
0: I just swallowed some apple juice. Nice. That's my seductive voice. Perhaps the reason (laughs) why the males on the sailboat attempted a threesome was because I got drunk and I spoke like this.
1: No, I I think it was the way that you swallowed apple juice.
0: (laughs) It was my voice, (laughs) goddammit. I have the voice of an angel. I've been told.
1: Um, okay, what other story you got in you? I
0: know. I'm so dead. I'm dying <laughs> slowly. So much diarrhea. The, uh, the dehydration is setting in. And I feel like I'm on a deserted island right now.
1: <laughs> Pour it overboard. Pour it overboard.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, they did tell me one funny story that... It sounded quite awful. The sailor guys that I was with, they told me that um, they they got sick from some of the water or something that they drank, and they they were at they were at anchor, and they had nothing on board like Pepto or thing, and the two of them were puking and shitting over the side of the sailboat like for forty eight hours, and like they no one was around to get help or anything and they're like we're going to die here this is this is it cuz imagine like the dehydration and everything and they couldn't even mm. move
1: oh yeah i mean i've had some bad experiences just being in the um oh with high diarrhea and- <laughs> no 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 <laughs> being high in in high altitude in colorado by myself and then not being able to get to a different altitude to get the oxygen. Oh, you know, So I was okay, like, sick for many days and, and was like, oh my God, I, uh, like I just need air. And I knew I needed air, but it's, uh, you forget how uh, fragile your body really is. I mean, if it decides to shut down on you. Oh, God. You know, it's I can't crazy, imagine how they eh? felt being on a cell boat, you know, because you just be isolated and knowing that you don't have any help and then also not being able to. Um, you know, take care of your, old, your own body.
0: Yeah. And just won't, won't handle in, like, the business it. that it's
1: that normally handles. It, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty scary. Really?
0: Actually, I do have one more funny Mexico story. This is not related to that Mexican trip. It was another Mexican trip. And, uh, I went, uh, diving with my sister and <laughs> I'm already laughing. Just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> <So this laughs> Did she poop in her scuba suit? Oh,
0: no, no. So, so, no, no, I didn't. Um, this guy and his wife, they were like really, um, they're like professors, and they were like, um, I'm not going to say dorky, but they were just like, oh, Lorraine, I'm so excited to go under the water with you. Oh, we love diving. Oh, Jim, yeah, you always talk about diving, like just kind of talking like that. So, Jim and Lorraine go under. And then I come up, um, I came up a little bit before everyone else because. Um, that's a side note, I had a panic attack. But anyway, then I'm like sitting in the boat. I'm sitting in a quick
1: side note. Yeah. Panic attack.
0: <laughs> complete panic underwater. Freaked out. Okay, yeah. Cried in so, my mask. Yeah, no big <laughs> deal. So I'm sitting on up. the boat. <laughs> Help me, please. Through my mask. And he's like, can't hear. And I was like, please. Anyway, so then I was on the surface and I was in the boat waiting, kind of embarrassed that I had given up. And um What did I say his name was? Jim?
1: Yeah, I think Jim and Lorraine.
0: Jim and Lorraine. Anyway, so Jim floats to the surface. And (laughs) when he gets to the surface, he moves his mask. And he's just like, his mouth is just like, just at water level. And he just goes, and just starts puking everywhere. Oh, gross. And it just wouldn't stop. And then when his wife came up eventually, he was back in the boat. And it was all like water under the bridge so i of course decided to bring it up and i said lorraine it was so funny your husband came up to the surface and threw up everywhere (laughs) and she looked at him with complete repulsion like how have i been married to you for 40 years i literally hate you (laughs) (laughs) here's one of those magical (laughs) moments of mexico you know
1: there's been a lot of those yeah
0: yeah Lots of magical Mexican moments. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I love it down there. I love the food. I love fuck the Fuck me too, eh? I just, it's so uh, good. Yeah. I mean, people people all the time trying to get me to go to the Bahamas or the Caribbean. And I'm like, let's just go to Mexico because I can get like get all my food and drink so much cheaper. And I like it better. You know, it's, And
0: diarrhea is free. A,
1: I don't need a drink of Sands. I know? said diarrhea is free. Oh, diarrhea is free. <laughs> you know, yeah. I drink bottled water down there. I've been I've been pretty successful in in Mexico.
0: I, I actually have been I haven't too. gotten too sick.
1: Yeah, me either. That's but good.
0: no, that is I agree with you. I really do like Mexico. And uh I want to go back. There's so many places to see. Very magical. It is. It really is. There's so many places to see. The part on the bus wasn't the best, like with the people with the gun <laughs> screaming at me. But and the jello. The jello yeah. sounds amazing. The milk jello. Jello. I was like, "Why is this the only thing you sell? Milk Jello. Like, what? Are, what are these people supposed to do in a bus for thirteen hours? No one gets hungry. Like, there's no right. fucking, there's no food
1: anywhere in sight. <laughs> it's like when it's really hot, and they offer you horchata, and I'm like, yeah, No, yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need. I don't want rice milk water. It's 110 degrees funny. outside. You know, rice what I mean? milk but, water. But I, I I do love horchata in the winter, but. Like,
0: Speaking of which, I'm actually shit. really craving That's some seasonal. Indian food right now.
1: What's that have to do with Mexican food?
0: I don't know. Just another ethnic food that I want nice. right now.
1: Yeah, okay, fuck face. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I got that, I got that name from your mom.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, my mom was a little bit annoyed because she said, your listeners will think that was serious. And I was like, no, anyone who <laughs> listens to this knows that I'm joking about basically every single thing that I say.
1: No way. I, I totally thought you were serious. She doesn't call you that? <laughs> no,
0: she doesn't. So I want to read you the text message that she wrote me
1: oh, after man, she had listened
0: me. to the podcast. So here. she wrote, come to dinner around 5. And I wrote, okay. And then she said, see you soon, sweetie. Or should I say, fuck face. And I said, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And then she said, oh, my God. I didn't even like texting that as a joke. And then I wrote, well, it was funny. And then she put laugh emojis. But she did feel very uncomfortable even texting such a
1: thing. That's funny. So did she know you're gonna screenshot it and put it as the artwork of our next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Thank Excellent. you, mother. Yeah. I'll be like,
0: and mother, <laughs> now it's confirmed that you have called me a fuck face.
1: Right. And tell her and Josh won't stop calling me fuckface face because you know, he thinks it's okay now.
0: Yeah. Everyone everyone calls me fuck face now. <laughs>
1: Because of hey, fuck you, fuckface, you want to go sailing for uh, seven days with <laughs> me and a buddy?
0: <laughs> no, I don't, fuckface. I'll be inviting my <laughs> friend
1: Judy. <laughs> is this is this episode going to be called Fuckface?
0: <laughs> it should be sailing Mexican, with fuckfaces.
1: Mexican adventures of fuckface.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mexican facery. <laughs>
1: It's actually, like sorcery, like sorcery, but different.
0: Mexican fuck forcery. I actually like that, but I don't know if you can use profanity in the title. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. In the title. The I don't title. think you can use profanity in the title.
1: <laughs> All right, we're done here. Damn it, are you swallowing apple juice again?
0: No, that's just the sound of my 1-900 number voice. <laughs> I can no longer work in the red light district, so now I work on the 1900. Wait, I can, I'll impersonate it. Hi, boys. Do you find yourself lonely and bored at night with no one to talk to? I'm Cindy, and I'd love to hear from you.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah, that's pretty good. But you need, a, you need an accompanying story with that. Oh yeah. And so you you know uh, I, mean? I get, so and then I'm twirling shit. my hair.
0: I get bored too. And sometimes I just like to think about sports and sex and actually combining the two. I'd just love to watch football while having sex with you and I'd love you to be eating a cheeseburger at the same time. Does that sound good to you? Cuz it sounds like my dream. Uh thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And we just encourage everyone to buy your own sailboat and invite people on it that uh, you just want to hang out with platonically. Okay? (laughs)
1: Yeah. uh, Yes. We call that sailboat boring. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Good night, y'all. Good night.